That is the sound of the bell of round number five, fight number eight, Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ganchos aligo, though. When in doubt, stick it out. Doodle, doodle, doodle. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, of course, here with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Just ready to talk boxing. Uh, you know, I was going to say the last round, right, because mm-hmm. essentially it is, right, although it's only round five of our series number eight here, but... It's really our last episode of 2022, Rick. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, we're going to go out with a bang with our awards and, um, you know, look forward for a good uh, 2023. Yeah, man. And as usual, right, some not so popular awards and winners that we have, yeah. right? Or at least that, you know, both of us have, right? So mm-hmm. we're going to do a little different this year, right? You're going to give your version. I'm going to give mine. Yeah. And, you know, if they're in alignment, so be it, right? If you're wrong, then you're wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll go ahead and still, you still get to voice your opinion, yeah. right? However <laughs> off you are. But yeah, man, because there's no real, no fight schedule this weekend. No. Right? Yeah. Which makes sense. It's mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, folks, right? Nobody fights on Christmas Eve, right? No. Oh, well, Christmas Day, you know, Rocky. Yeah. Was the exception. Was he? Is that when that fight was? Yeah. Which uh, one was uh, that? Four. Rory, oh, Rocky he, Four. He was fighting him on Christmas Day yeah. in Russia. Was he really? Yeah. That's right. Well, there you go. Yeah, sorry I stand yeah. corrected. Yeah. yeah. That probably was the last <laughs> big, right, major yeah. fight that took place on Christmas. Yeah. Had right? to be. Yeah, yeah, it had to be. Yeah. It had to be. And that changed. That changed countries. Yeah. So, yes, Rick, so here we are, right, on the cusp of really the last, um, I mean, we, you always have the fights that take place in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, over the New Year's, yeah. So they, they they do have a card. Yeah. Um, you know, should be a pretty good main event. Yeah. Uh, Kazuto Ioka yeah. versus Joshua Franco. Yeah. And um, you know, for Ioka's WBO Junior Bantamweight title, and Franco's uh, WBA Super Junior Junior Bantamweight title. Yeah, and a lot of uh, a lot of boxing pundits, Rick, have mm-hmm. Ioka in uh, in that pound for pound list, Rick. Yeah. So we get to see you know pound for pound guy start the year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and Joshua Franco's good. So, yeah. you know, um, looking forward, forward to that fight. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, right? I think I've told you before, but a lot of people, all of our listeners may not know this, mm-hmm. but I lived in Tokyo and Osaka, Japan uh-huh. for, yeah, I'd say about six and a half months at one point. Yeah. And, and believe it or not, it was even during the New Year's, you know? But I just wasn't in tune enough with uh, finding out about boxing because, believe it or not, we were more into the sumo wrestling over there. Oh, wow. Sumo wrestling was yeah. huge, man. Akebono, kata, you know, that was a big deal back then, Musashi Maru. But anyways, I digress. But yeah, man, that's going to be um, that's going to be a good card. It's going to be mm-hmm. a good good way to, to the way either way you want to see it, end the year or start the year, right? All right, Rick. So yeah, we've got all of our boxing awards mm-hmm. coming up, man. Okay, so let me just line them up, mm-hmm. right? This, this is called you know the teaser in the business, Rick. We got KO. We're going to start off with KO of the year, okay. right? Why not come out swinging? Yeah, definitely. You know, let's come out swinging. Punches and bunches, baby. So we got the KO of the year, and then we got the fighters of the year right away. Mm-hmm. Let's find out. Who are our fighters of the year, male and female? Yeah. We'll get the promoter of the year. See, a lot of people don't do the promoter of the year. We do. Yeah. Because ultimately, it's the promoter that gives us content, right? It's the promoter that gives us the opportunity to do what we do. Mm-hmm. So it's only right that they are part of the end of the year awards. Um, you got the trainer of the year. 
Yep. And by the way, the trade of the year is not easy. No, this one was tough. Right? Yeah. Of all of all of the, you know, end of the year awards that we do, this is always the tough one mm-hmm. because, you know, you could look at all of them like we talked about in our and by the way, last week if you haven't listened to episode uh four, listen to it. It's probably one of the best breakdowns that you're gonna hear. Um, as to the criteria of the Hall of Fame and how it should work, yeah. but but the criteria for you know for trainer of the year, right? Mm-hmm. It's always a tough one, right? Like, do you have to guide a fighter to a couple of championship fights? Do you have to have you know how many wins? Do you just have mm-hmm. to have big names, so it's not an easy one. And some notable names are missing, right? Yeah, no, no, yeah. I think the last two years, Reynoso. That's right. This was the Reynoso Award. That's exactly and, right. Um, you know, this year, you know. Maybe he wins want, it again, right? I, I, yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, maybe right? he wins it again. Yeah, you know, well, you know, not his fault. You know, he's not in the ring throwing <laughs> punches, Rick. Right? Yeah. Um, we got prospect of the year, mm-hmm. right? Prospect of the year is kind of interesting in boxing because it's like other sports, like let's just say baseball, right? If I were to tell you who's the prospect, you're thinking more like minor leagues, yeah. right? Who's the prospect in Triple A, Double A that's going to get the call mm-hmm. up to the show? In boxing, the prospect of the year is already here. Yeah. Right. It just means that they're working their way up. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of going through their, you know, their 90, 10 or 99 to one really percentages yeah. of winning. Right. Kind of padding the record. But who starts to stick out? So that's always a good one. We mm-hmm. get the upset of the year. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. Right. The one that I have. The, right, I think it's going to be an upset in itself, no pun intended. Uh-huh. I think a lot of people have a certain fight that's an upset, but I'm going to tell you why that wasn't an upset. Yeah. We've got the uh, – this is always one of my favorite, Rick, and I think we're the only podcast that does this, the worst performance. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we may have to rename it the uh, <laughs> Teofimo Senior Award of the Year. Yes, that's right, because he won it last year. Yeah. And that's the thing, right, just to be clear – Worst performance in boxing does not have to be a fighter. Yeah. It could be a trainer. It could be a promoter. It could be an announcer, right? Yeah. Could be, it, it, we cover all. all, all mm-hmm. It could be all spaces, right, in the sport of boxing. We're going to do the uh, – and then, of course, you got the best – the female fighter of the year, uh-huh. the male fighter of the year, and then we end it off with the performance of the year. Yeah. So I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be a big episode. We also got a lot of news. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of stuff going on in the news, man. Yeah. We got one of our favorite fighters, Rick, is talking about coming back. Yeah, your guy. I knew it. You know, and I don't want to. You know, I I knew this. Yeah, we. I think we called it. Yeah, with yep. less than a year ago. That's right. That this guy would be back, and yep. you know, looks like he's on his way back. And it's relevant because a guy he just fought, just fought a week ago, uh-huh. and did pretty decent, right? Yep. You wonder if that's evoking, right? But so yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming up with uh, with news, mm-hmm. so that's a good thing. Um, had a good weekend, uh, Rick. Definitely want to thank Jane Mercia, Cecilia mm-hmm. Zuniga, everybody at Golden Boy Promotions mm-hmm. for uh, giving us the opportunity to be over at the Commerce Casino. Um, I was there, Rick. I'll tell yeah. you, that's a good venue. Yeah, that is a good venue. It's local. It's definitely closer than mm-hmm. driving all the way out to Fantasy Springs. Yeah. So I think, like, for SoCal, now they normally have cards, you know, I don't know, whatever you want to call their tier cards, you know, tier uh-huh. one, tier two. But they would have their fights at the, uh, what is it, at the Kodak, right, at the Belasco Theater? The Belasco Theater, yeah. This is above that, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you had the first lady of boxing, Rick, mm-hmm. Cecilia Brockhaus was yeah, there. Yeah, a surprise. Like, we didn't even know that, that was she was on the card. That was amazing. Yeah. That was amazing, right? I got a, I actually got a ch- an opportunity to talk to her and to listen to her talk after the fight, mm-hmm. 
which was amazing. So yeah, that was um, that's a good place for fights. Very intimate. No bad seat in the house, right? Adult beverages in the corner. So even if you're off getting something, you're not going to miss a fight. Um, and standing room, you're yeah. you're in great shape, man. All right, so there you go. A lot to talk about in today's podcast. Okay, we may go over the hour. We try to keep it under an hour. Why? Yeah. Because we're in the data analytics and statistics, folks. We know that your average drive home is less than an hour, and your attention span is fifty to fifty-four minutes. Right? Yeah. See how we do that? Yeah. Not many podcasts get into the data <laughs> analytics, but we're very lucky to pull that. All right, Rick. We are on round number five. A fight number eight. We always talk about a fight that resonates in the episode that we happen to be in. You've got the pull again this week. You seemingly are on fire. Um, I will tell everybody right now, it's not another Tito Trinidad fight, yeah. although I'm sure you could have found another round five. You could have found it, yeah. But it is a very good one, Rick. So let's go. What do you got? So I have um, Arturo Gatti knocking out Gabriel Ruelas in the fifth round. And this fight was October... Fourth in 1997 at the uh, Caesars Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Yeah, and it was it was a good fight. I remember this fight. I remember this fight because I remember the lead-in, right, um, Ruelas was talking about. And, and by the way, both these guys got along, right, very respectful. Yeah. And he was talking about, hey, no matter what happens, let's give them a war. Yeah. And, and they did give them a war. Right. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Right. And you pick the guy. Uh, you seemingly are picking good, good fights, Rick. Uh-huh. I got to tell you this because yeah. you picked Trinidad last week against Yuri Boy Campus, who's one of my guys. Uh-huh. So I love the Ruelas brothers. OK, they both grew up in Silmar, California. That happens to be where I bought my first home. OK, for one hundred fifty four thousand, by yeah. the way. Uh-huh. I think it's worth like seven eight hundred thousand now. But that's a whole nother story. Yeah. But Gabriel Ruelas trained by the Goosens. OK, so. He was on a roll for a while, okay? He beats Jesse James Leha in 1994 for the world uh, WBC, the world super featherweight. Let's just call it 130, right? He's rolling along, and then he loses um, to Azuma Nelson, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, on paper, you say, well, geez, what happened? What happened, Rick, is the fight before that is where he fought Jimmy Garcia, and then Jimmy Garcia died just a couple weeks after that, man. That was very impactful to Gabriel Mm -hmm. Ruelas. Changed his career. To be honest with you, yeah, and because he was looking like totally unbeatable up until that point, and so then he comes back. Okay, he he wins three fights. In fact, at the Olympic and at Fantasy Springs, then he runs into Arturo Gatti at nineteen ninety seven. Not the same Gabriel Ruelas, right? But damn, could he fight? And that was exciting, right? Yeah, no, it definitely uh, was an exciting fight. You know, Ruelas was actually. Uh... Warren for low blows, you know, in the uh, first and the third round. Yeah. Um, and it was good back and forth. Um, Rellis was, was hurt by an overhand right in the fourth, and then uh, Gotti was hurt with an uppercut in yeah. the fourth round as well. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? And, and um, I mean, obviously with Gotti, that's kind of what he did, although yeah. later in his career he tried to turn more into a boxer. What was unfortunate for those of us that were, you know, big-time Ruelas fans, again, growing up in Southern California, and he's right around, you know, the corner from us, Rick, is that mm-hmm. – when he when he beat Jesse James Leha, he didn't beat him by outslugging him. He beat him by by outboxing him, yeah. because he was Goosen had him boxing beautifully. But 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 again, by the time he arrived to Arturo Gatti, that was not the same Gabriel Ruelas. Yeah, he now became just the duke it out, slug it out. You know, the sweet science of hit get not get hit of bludgeoning your opponent. That was out the door, right? Yeah. Well, there you go, Rick. That's a good um. That's a good uh. That's a good pull yeah. for round number five. You're on fire. Question is, are you gonna are you gonna 
is the trifecta, you'll have a chance for round six. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll pull out a good one. Well, I'm sure there is. I'm yeah. sure Trinidad knocked somebody out yeah. in, in round six. Or is that the round he got knocked out oh. in round six by a Bernard Hopkins? Um, I think we're close, right? Maybe. Yeah, no, no. It, that, that was the, uh, I believe it was Eighth? 11th or oh, the 12th. Oh, it was, it was yeah. later? Okay. Yeah, no. Maybe it'll be the De La Hoya body shot. Maybe the sixth round. <laughs> I think we already covered that okay. one. In, in respect to De La Hoya, right. Who at least, all right, Rick. So let's take a quick break. Okay. We'll come back, talk about the fights that happened over the weekend because there was a lot of fights that, that took place. We will get into the boxing news. All right. And then we'll talk about the big end of year award specific goes boxing we'll be right back specific goes boxing alfonso ruiz back with rick prado yeah the other thing too of course was um Gabriel's brother, Rafael Ruelas. Uh-huh. I think we actually covered that in when he got knocked out by De La Hoya, right? Mm-hmm. Was that round two or three when he got knocked out I, by I him? So, yeah. yeah, it was a, you know, I don't know. A lot of people thought it was going to be a better fight. I didn't. Ruelas mm-hmm. was kind of a straight up fighter. Um, and yeah, De La Hoya was just too much at that time, man. Yeah. They're still around. I think he does uh, real estate. Okay. You know, yeah, Rafael Ruelas had, you know, when De La Hoya was talking about coming back, Ruelas threw his name out there and said, oh, yeah, I'd did. like yeah, that. I yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Good guys, though. You know, again, this is back in the days, back in the 90s. You know, we got to meet them and talk to them, and they were just real people. In fact, um, I ran into Gabriel Ruelas uh, at the Jim Rome show. Okay. Yeah, Jim Rome had him yeah. on. I think it was after the Jesse James Leha fight. And he hung out there with us, man. It was that that's right on the That'd corner. Be early nineties? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was right at the at the corner of Vine and I forget what the cross street is where Jim Rohn's uh, mm-hmm. studio was. But um but yeah, he hung out there with us for just twenty, thirty minutes. Oh, wow. Just talking boxing, talking about what we thought about the fight, what's you know. Um it was just it was pretty cool, man. Yeah. That was the same place. I mean, we were there when uh when Jim Everett left and stormed. Remember that <laughs> when he called over up, the table? Yeah, yeah, when he called him Chris Ever, yeah. he goes, "Call me that one more time." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were we were there for that one. We got Buster Douglas there. Uh-huh. We got a lot of fighters there. In fact, yeah, back in the day, man, that was that was the spot. No one knew that that's where they filmed the uh, the Jim Rome uh-huh. show. So yeah, we got. I mean, I'm talking dozens of auto, hundreds of autographs there because oh, wow. he would film every day. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. But yeah, we got a lot of good good fighters, man, and. uh but yeah, but uh, Gabriel Ruelas, super nice dude. Maldrick Taylor, uh-huh. we met there, hung out for a bit. All right, Rick. All right. But let's talk about the fights that took place this weekend. Yeah, so so we'll, we'll start with the uh, card you were able to make it out to the Commerce Casino. Yeah, uh, Golden Boy card. It was a uh, fight night, LA edition. Yeah, that's right. So Raul Curiel with the second round knockout over yeah. Brad Solomon. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, and I posted it, Rick, on the uh, on our website. Mm-hmm. I posted it on our on our website, Pacific Coast Boxing, right? You've got the fight card there in front of you. Yeah, it was. I, I, I tell you, I said this on our uh, on our website, PacificCoastBoxing.com. Go to the squared circle. What impressed me about this card from Golden Boy, Rick, mm-hmm. is that it wasn't your typical prospect against your you know guy from south of the border. Let's be honest, yeah. right? That they're paying per diem and throwing a little bit of money at the poor guy that has very little chance. Uh-huh. This was a this was a an, an evenly stacked card. Yeah, you know how you know we get the fight sheet, the one I have right here in uh-huh. front of me, and you got red corner, blue corner, 
two two fighters won out of the blue corner. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, because you, you had a couple fights where, uh, you know, one of the fights, both of them were undefeated. Yeah. And then, um, you know, in the other fight, uh, each of them only had one loss. That's exactly right. I mean, the first fight, right, Gregory Morales, 13-1 and one against Diol Olguin. Mm-hmm. Diol Olguin was 15-28-5, right? Yeah. Try that on for size, right? Yeah. That doesn't look like a <laughs> boxing record, does it? Looks like something else. Yeah. But he gave him a tough fight. And then, yeah, the second fight... Um, yeah, uh, Ricardo Quiroz and Martin Leon, fifteen and one against Quiroz, eleven and one, and the kid from Oxnard, t- you know, took the fight. Mm-hmm. Cecilia Brockes, of course, thirty six and two. Um, you know, Rick, she won. I'm not going to say she was overly impressive, yeah, but she did win the fight. Um, and then, yeah, and then you had Angel Vasquez from the blue corner, um, if you want to call it an upset, beating six and zero. Oh, Nick Sullivan, uh, Jaus Gonzalez, Rick. I'm not going to say he struggled, but he went the distance with Ivan Cano. Uh-huh. First time he's gone 10 rounds. I'll tell you the kid that I was impressed with, Rick, Aaron Silva. Okay, okay. so this was his first fight with Golden Boy. Mm-hmm. He apparently, he fought on the undercard of the, uh, was it Canelo Bivol? Okay. And he was like unsigned at that point. But this kid is the real deal, man. Yeah, that's good looking, you know, super middleweight, you know, yeah. just... Um... You know, impressive with that fifth round knockout. Yeah, no, this guy I had to me, I that was the performance of the night. Uh-huh. Okay, and then you know Diego De La Hoya. It's interesting, right? Because Diego De La Hoya beats your guy Randy Caballero, uh-huh. right? Back when Randy Caballero, I think, was undefeated, right? I but think he lost to Caballero. He beat Caballero. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he. Who beat did he lose to then? Ronnie Rios. Oh, okay. Yeah, he lost to Ronnie Rios, right? Uh-huh. And then after 2019. Rick, we didn't see him for like three years. No, he took a lot of time off. Um, right. You know, not sure why. It, and I didn't want to ask yeah. him, right? I have exclusive interview, Rick, mm-hmm. and questions that I'll, that I'll have to post on Instagram. But so, yeah, so so now he's back, right? Um, he, he, he beats this guy, uh, Jose Gonzalez. And mm-hmm. it turned out, you know, they stopped it with an accidental head. But, um, but you know, De La Hoya was, was dominating. Yeah. Okay. But it's just kind of interesting, right? So he's going to fight at 126 pounds. This fight was at 130. So I, I don't know. You know, I don't know where he sits, but I'll tell you what. Yeah. He's not a spring chicken, and he's not at a point where he can kind of continue to fight these type of fights. Uh-huh. He, he's got to, you know, he's got to fight top 10 guys to, yeah. see, to see where he's at. Yeah, definitely, you know, because, yeah, time is running out. Yeah, and then you had uh, Raul uh, uh, Curiel, right, who completely bas- blasted Solomon. I actually thought Solomon was going to give him a a hard fight. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I forgot that Solomon was actually like 39 years old. Yeah. Okay, Curiel was your lock of the week, by the way. Yeah. So, he, he, well, yeah. Just, Solomon had no chance. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. second round, he actually came out, Brad Solomon came out to the song uh, Forever Young. You know okay. the song Forever Young? <laughs> Do you yeah. want to be forever? Uh-huh. That's the song he came out to. Um, and at 39, Rick, unfortunately, in boxing, it's forever old, yeah. right, at 39. But he looked impressive. Of course, you got uh, you know, Blair Cobbs there, right? Uh-huh. Never shy to get in front of a camera and get any sort of attention. <laughs> so, of course, there was a little bit of a buzz in the media about, hey, is this Blair Cobbs trying to push him for a fight? Blair Cobbs is pushing for a fight against anybody. Yeah, He's trying to get you know, Crawford. He's trying to get Spence, oh. right? But and, I, and, and he lost to uh, Rocha. Correct? He lost to yeah. Rocha, and Rocha was there, by the way. Okay. Alexis Rocha in attendance. Ivan Redcatch uh, was in attendance. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like this kid, this kid looks good. Mm-hmm. Curiel trained by the great Freddie Roach, Rick. Yeah. Right. But would Golden Boy match up Curiel against Cobbs and against you know Rocha? Yeah. I don't know. 
Could be. Maybe they start with Cobbs and then, yeah. you know, and then build up to Rocha. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah. you, we saw what happened when they put Rocha against Rashidi Ellis. Uh-huh. Rashidi Ellis dominates him. Yeah. And then Rashidi Ellis is never to be heard from again. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to break the news, but yeah. uh, Rashidi Ellis will be on the uh, Javante Davis undercard. Oh, he is. Yeah, January 7th. Wow. Um, so it's actually a. Actually, pretty good card. You got Brandon Lee. Yeah, Demetrius Andrade is on that card. Wow. Rashidi Ellis, Jerome Boots Enos is on that card. No kidding. Yeah, so it's that actually stack. You know, the card to stack. I think um, stack. You know, they're all going to beat the guys they're fighting. But, yeah. Um, you know, a lot at of at least guys we, we get to see them in action. Yeah. yeah, but the main event is going to be pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, definitely. Um. Also, this past Saturday we had at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Um. Michael Rivera uh, yeah. loses a unanimous decision over uh, Frank Martin. Yeah, this was, on paper, was going to be a good fight. Turned mm-hmm. out to be a mismatch. No. But I like these kind of fights, Rick. It was two uh, uh, essentially undefeated lightweights, uh-huh. right? Both top 10. I don't care about the sanctioning bodies, how they rank them, right? These are two quality opponents. Like, these yeah. are the kind of fights we should be we should be seeing. Uh, Martin completely outboxes him. I know he says that he's ready for you know the best at 135, and why not? Yeah, impressive. Yeah. Um, also on this undercard, your guy Jose Uzcatecki. Yeah. You know he lost a unanimous decision over Vladimir Shishkin. Yeah, which by the way, which just gives more credence, right, um, to why he should have never even been mentioned in the same breath as David Benavides. Yeah. And and fighting him. Remember we talked about mm-hmm. that. I said that's that's a ridiculous fight. Yeah. And then you know? I think a lot of fans, you know, voice their opinion and, and they cancel that fight. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine. Yeah. I mean, in name only, right? In name. Mm-hmm. But you and, go, Rick. And that was it for the uh, fights for this past weekend. All right, Rick. Let's get back, take a quick break, and then we'll talk about the news. Okay. We do have some news going on. Yeah. And then the big the big fight awards, Rick. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a lot that. of names that, that, made, that, are, that are in the awards. Yeah. Quite a bit. All right, folks. <laughs> we'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado back. Again, hit us up on Pacific Coast Boxing. You'll see posted all the pictures from this weekend's fight, Rick. You'll find that on the Squared Circle link. A lot of, a lot of pretty cool shots, so definitely check that out. All right, Rick, let's get to the news. We've got all some right. stuff going on. So, yeah, we'll start with uh, referee Steve Smoger. He passed away at 72. Yeah. You know, good, good referee, um, mainly out of Atlantic City. And um, unfortunately, you know, the fight you seem to refer to a lot yeah. was the referee in the uh, Bernard Hopkins Tilo Trinidad fight. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know, may he rest in peace. That's uh, you know, two two referees in a row, right? Mm-hmm. That are now, you know, hopefully not um, um, taking points away from anybody where they're at, no. Rick. Um, yeah, he he had uh, he had a lot of good a lot of big fights, a lot Rick. Of big fights. He did Holmes and Mercer. Yeah. He had Jones and Hopkins won, by the way. Oh, wow. He actually did Pazienza Duran, too, if you consider that a big fight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he had the Hopkins Trinidad. What else did he have? He had a, war- he had a couple of Andre Ward fights because yeah. Ward fought over there. Ward and Frotch and Ward and uh, Andre Dawson, uh, mm-hmm. Garcia Judah. So, yeah, no, we, we mentioned him. We mentioned yeah. him a couple of weeks ago, last week, when we were talking about some yeah. of the great referees. Yeah. Yeah, big, big East Coast referee. Yep. Um, 
Jose Ramirez, he passed up uh, the title fight versus Regis Progre. Yeah. Um, I guess he wasn't happy with the 65-35 uh, split that the WBC had finalized. Yeah, and, and I, I guess I can kind of understand what he's saying, right? He's saying, you know, he doesn't want to fight for free. They're putting their life on the line and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And and I have to agree with him to some extent, Rick. Yeah. You know, you look at some of the money that some of these athletes get, right? We were just talking yeah. in the break about, you know, Cody Bellinger going to the Cubs. Yeah. Former MVP, and he's getting, what you say? 15 million. 15 million. Like for for right? one year, yeah. Right. But these guys, you know, Cody Ballinger, of course, it's, you know, you can get hit by a baseball, whatever, but Jose Ramirez is getting punched. Yeah. And that could be Jose Ramirez's last athletic contest ever, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I don't disagree with him. Yeah. I mean, why is, is he that much of a B side, right? So that's unfortunate that they wouldn't, um, that there's no flexibility there. Yeah. Because that'd know, be a good fight. Yeah. A part of me, though, says, you know, if he's willing to bet on himself. Yeah. And he feels like he can win that fight. Yeah. You know, a rematch now, now you get the 65 35. Yeah. And, you know, he's in talks to fight against Richard Comey. Yeah. Um, in Fresno on March 25th. Yeah. How much, you know, I'd like to see the numbers. Is yeah. he going to make more in that fight than he would fighting for the championship against Regis Program? No, he wouldn't, Rick. Yeah. But what he's saying, though, right? I mean, you could read his quote. He yeah. says that, you know, he's putting his life out on the line out mm-hmm. there, right? It, and so obviously he doesn't feel that it's as big a risk against Comey. Yeah. You saw Comey, right? He's yeah. moving up to 140. Mm-hmm. He just, it was just a draw against, who was it? The Puerto Rican guy. Was it Zapata uh, or? Pedraza, Pedraza, the guy who's going to fight uh, uh, Lopez, yeah. but pulled out. So yeah, that that's much less risk. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, I get it. And he's also trying to make a statement for us boxing fans. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. On the other side, I'll say this: Yeah, fight him, Ramirez. You're right. You know, fight him, beat him, and then that sets up bigger fights. Yeah. Uh, Luis Alberto uh, Lopez uh, he says he won't give uh, Josh Warrington a rematch. Yeah, not that we care, by yeah. the way, because, you know, first of all, I tell you, Rick, is it possible to watch a guy win and not be totally happy with it? I told you last week, yeah. I didn't like this guy complaining uh-huh. every single round, complaining <laughs> about, you know, Warrington hitting behind the head, Warrington headbutting. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, it's like the Warrington of 2018 knocks this guy out. Mm-hmm. So, and but here's the thing, War- that's not a fight Warrington wants anyways. No. You called it last week, Rick. Warrington still has a name. And the fight with Lee Wood mm-hmm. is what looms. Yeah. It's more lucrative than that. Yeah. And if, w- if Warrington's going to fight another Mexican, he should fight Mauricio Lara. Mm-hmm. But why fight him if there's no championship on the line? Yeah, no championship and, you know, big risk. Yep. Um, Earl Spence, you know, we talked about the return of a, a fighter. He said he will not fight the 44-year-old Manny Pacquiao coming out of retirement. Yeah, and that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of interesting. Like, do you respect that? I kind of do, you know, because if it is all about the money, you fight a Manny Pacquiao, you know, you're going to make probably more money than fighting anybody else. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a huge, huge mismatch at this point. You'd have to think that it is, right? Um, You know, last we saw Manny Pacquiao, he was getting pulverized by the Cuban right Mm -hmm. of Ugas, right? Yeah. And that was probably the first time, you know, they say in boxing, you don't age, you know, you age overnight, you age in the middle of the ring. But it's still Manny Pacquiao, mm-hmm. right? And I, it's still, I'm still a little surprised, Rick, that Spence, because here's the thing, right? We were talking last week about moving the needle, and you know Tim Bradley when he fought, we didn't even know, but when Pacquiao does, 
this would draw huge money. Yeah, everybody would know. Um, the other name Pacquiao was throwing out there was yeah. Terrence Crawford. Well, I yeah, of think, course. I don't think Terrence Crawford is going to have the same. Yeah. You know, I uh, willing not willingness to fight him. I think he he would fight him. I think so too. And that would be you know yeah. th- what we've been complaining about. Yeah. A name on his resume. Yeah, but unfortunately, yeah, forty-four year old Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah, way it's, past his prime. Yeah, it's Vinny Pazienza beating, yeah. um, beating Roberto Duran. Yeah. You know, it's it's my it's it's you know it's Larry Holmes beating Muhammad Ali. I mean, yeah. come on, you know. And uh, okay, and uh, Earl Spence, he plans on fighting in April, May, or June. Yeah, hopefully, it's against Terence Crawford. I just don't think it's going to happen. You know, Rick, we're going to talk about, I know this next segment are boxing awards. And you've said it three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. This year was as much about the fights we didn't get. Yeah. Right. And that's one of them, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they're getting older. There's a point like, do we even care now? Yeah. It's it's kind of like, you know, um, you know, Terrence Crawford is 35. Yeah. You know, Earl Spence is 32 or 33, maybe. Yeah. You know, this fight should have happened two, three years ago. Yeah, what are they afraid of? You know, yeah. take the cue from the women, Rick. Women put, you know, their sport on the map this year. Yeah. Not afraid. Taylor, Serrano, Marshall, mm-hmm. Shields, right? Baumgartner, right? All of them. Yeah. I mean, right? They're fighting the best. Yeah. They almost have to to some extent because if they don't, then, then you know. Yeah, who else are they fighting? Yeah. Right. But still, Rick, but still, they're not afraid to put it on the line and go mm-hmm. after it. 60, 35, 50, they go for it. Yeah. They need to take a cue from the from the women, man. Yeah. Um, speaking of Terrence Crawford, uh, Team Avasayan filed a complaint with the Nevada, Nevada, uh, not Nevada, Nebraska Commission over uh, Crawford's gloves. They started splitting yeah. during the fight and the stuffing started coming out. And, um, you know, they looking back on it, they probably should have stopped the fight, changed the gloves. Yeah. Kept going. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Rick. What are the chances? How deep a, a, an archaeological dig and search is the Nebraska <laughs> State Commission going to do against Terrence Bud Crawford? Yeah. That's just for starters. Yeah. Sorry. Just a thought. But yeah, that was a little odd. And then Everlast came out, right? Mm-hmm. They never last make a statement. They said that the uh, the leather it was a bad batch of leather. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Six sigma, you yeah. know, ninety nine point nine. Six <laughs> parts, six failures per million, Rick. Yeah. You know, that's fine unless it's an airplane or something. But <laughs> yeah, that that whole thing just didn't sound right, man. Yeah. Now here's the thing: would it have made a difference? I don't know. But here's the thing: the way that fight ended was pretty ugly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, something that probably should have been fixed. But yeah, it. it uh, I think. The outcome was going to be the outcome anyway. It was, but yeah. it's the you know it's the fighter safety, yeah. Rick. It's you know it's Panama Lewis, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, removing the horsehairs, and uh, that's it for the uh, boxing news. Yeah, there you go, man. That's uh pretty pretty um pretty active out there, Rick. Oh, there's one more, one more, Rick. Be remiss of me to not mention this, Rick. A little yeah. blurb that came across, Rick. Um, another fighter. You said you know Mike. Uh, you said uh, Manny Pacquiao. Oh, okay. Okay, Mikey Garcia, Rick. Yeah. Yep. There's there's word on the street that he's back in the gym, and yeah. and his brother, of course, Robert Garcia, is saying that you know he's kind of showing some interest, right? Nothing concrete, right? Last mm-hmm. time we saw him, of course, he was uh, losing to Sander Martin, Sander Martin. Yeah. the same Sander Martin that just made Teofimo, you know, Lopez gave him fits. I said it last week, Rick. 
the reason I knew that Sandro Martin was going to give Teofumi Lopez a hard time is because he gave Mikey Garcia a hard time. Uh Even though, yes, maybe it was a a pudgy Mikey Garcia, right? Maybe not in the best condition. Mikey Garcia is still world class. Yeah. This is a guy that was in the top 10 pound for pound just a couple of years ago, and he gave him fits. Mm -hmm. Okay. That being said, I'd love to see Mikey Garcia come back. How about a Garcia Pacquiao, the fight that we all wanted to see? Yeah, the all we wanted to see before, you know, both of them retired. But uh, yeah, I I would like to see that. You know, I I probably, I don't need to see a Terrence Crawford. You know, that I don't want Mikey Garcia to be the name on Terrence Crawford's uh, resume. Well, see, I don't think, uh, I think Mikey, if he comes back, I don't think he fights at 147. No, No, I mean, remember, he said he saw something, right, when he uh, came back to fight. Earl Spence, and we interviewed him. He was right here, yeah. Rick. He was, I think, on our fifth podcast right here in our studio. And and he said, hey, man, you know, the whole dare to be great. Like mm-hmm. how, and, and I, we respect him for that. Yeah. Um, he was still top 10. So I think at 140, yeah. right? I think he can make a name at 140. He gets back in shape, Rick, and gets to a point where I think he could if he dedicates mm-hmm. himself to it. How about a Ryan Garcia, Mikey Garcia fight? How about a Mikey Garcia, Gervonta Davis? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, l- love to see those fights. You know, I think, um, you know, and it could have been, you know, maybe the timing of this is maybe he saw how much Teofimo struggled against Sandor Martin and said, you know what, maybe, exactly. you know, exactly. it's just this guy and it's exactly. not just me. That's a great yeah. point, Rick. That's a great point. And that's what I'm saying. This guy's a good fighter. Yeah. And Mikey Garcia was, you know, again, c- kind of coming back, right? Mm-hmm. Hadn't fought in a while. So I'm actually excited about it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, oh, one last thing. I, Ryan Garcia yeah. said he's not going to fight a tune-up now. He's going to go straight into – he wants to go straight into the Javante Davis fight. Yeah. My only worry is that Javante Davis fight's not signed yet. Is he just going to be sitting there waiting for a fight that's just never going to happen? Yeah, even his, even his promoter, which I thought was interesting, yeah. even even Oscar De Hoya says that he mm-hmm. believes it's, it's a mistake, right? Yeah. Because when you look at it, right, if he fights Gervonta Davis, and like you said, it's not signed, although everything seems yeah. like it is. So so what's Brian Garcia going to do then, fight once or twice next year then? Yeah, and it, it kind of seems like it's a, a built-in excuse. Yeah. You know, if he doesn't do this tune-up, he loses. Hey, maybe I should have done the tune-up. It was a mistake not to do it. Yeah, and why not do it? Yeah. By the way, like what are the when you look at the pros and cons? It, it's especially when it's the Ryan Garcia and yeah. you know he can sell out. Oh yeah, you know yeah the Honda Center, the right. Staples Center. That's right. You know, and fighting somebody that nobody's ever heard of. Right. So why not? You know, the yeah. money's definitely there. To well, do he's it. a known journeyman, but yeah. but I know what you mean, right? Yeah. He's not. He's not this. Nobody's going to put any money on Mercito Gesta, right? Yeah. But it is odd, Rick, because he'd be heavily favored, and he would beat him, and it'd be good just to get in there. Here's the thing, mm-hmm. Rick, about what people forget, right? Even though, let's just say it's a, Merci- it's a Mercito Gesta who yeah. he should win, you still got to go through the seven- to eight-week training camp. Yeah. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why it's good to have a fight, because it keeps you disciplined for two months, right? Yeah. Where you're focused, because you can't take anybody lightly. That's what it does. And it gives them another fight with um, with Goosen, you know. Yeah. It, that it, it that's would, a great point. He Rick. would definitely be better um, yeah. with another fight under his belt as opposed to not having that fight under his belt. You know what? That's a, that's another very yeah. valid point. Yeah. So why not? So what it does, I'm telling you, is now it leaves more flexibility, more freedom for the next two to three months. Mm-hmm. 
right? Yeah. He's saying that you guys, you know, on Instagram, of course, you, you see what I'm doing. You see, I'm working out of my garage, whatever. That's not the same. <laughs> yeah. Like having training camp, right? Yeah. These are not the days of, you know, Sugar Ray Robinson and mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali and them going out to the woods, Rick, and disappearing for eight weeks, you know? Yeah. It's just, it, it does Rocky Marciano, you know, these guys would disappear, Rick. Mm-hmm. They hated training camp. Fighters hate training camp. Yeah. You talk to them, and yeah, it's not the funnest thing to do. They're away from family, away from everybody. So he's not going to do that. No. So um, it speaks volumes. Yeah. Um, and that's it for the uh, boxing news. All right, Rick. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. Huge boxing awards. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get into them. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado are back, Rick, for Can't Believe It. Here we are, man. The 2022 Pacific Coast Boxing, Boxing Awards. Yeah, everybody's been waiting, you know, all year long to get back to this. That's exactly right, man. That's exactly right. We'll be reaching out to the winners, having them join the podcast, you know, Mm -hmm. those that are brave enough to join and and, uh, have the discussion with us. So... As we get into these, right, I know one of the things that we do that's different from a lot of other, you know, venues or I should say, you know, channels or platforms is for us, you know, whether it's fight of the year, performance of the year, they have to be meaningful, Rick. Yeah. Right. It can't just be like, I'll go ahead and set the stage. Our first um, award is for knockout of the year. And this goes for all of them. It can't just be a devastating knockout that's meaningless. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They have to be fighting for something. Yeah. That's yeah. got to be for something because otherwise we can pick a fight pretty much anywhere yeah. where you see these devastating. I mean, shoot, all you got to do is YouTube or Instagram, right? <laughs> and do a search for knockouts and you're going to find something, right? Yeah. At some venue that was sanctioned by some, you know, some professional organization somewhere. So they've got to mean something. And that's kind of how. <laughs> or some random street fight, and you know, that's right. of, in front of a club. That's right. No, yeah. that's right. That's exactly right, Knock man. Knock out of the year. Yeah, that's right. So what's the difference, right? Yeah. It's like, well, no, they got to be professionals. Well, okay, you can get two guys that are 1-0 and and, and get knocked out. Our awards, foundationally, the mm-hmm. substance is they have – there has to be something on the line. Yeah. Right? It has to mean something. And when it, when it meant the most, right, um, the bright lights were on, they delivered yeah. with whatever it was. All right, Rick, that being said – the first award, Rick, KO of the year, Rick. Yeah. And there's a lot of KOs uh, of the year candidates. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, we'll mention some of the ones that didn't win. Okay. You know, just to kind of start off. Okay. Um, Kayla Plant. And, yeah. Uh, Andre Durrell. That was a good one, Rick. Yeah. That was a good one. You know, one right? punch knockout. Yeah. And, and Durrell was down for a long time. Yeah, yeah. he absolutely was. And, uh, Two big names, devastating knockout. Yeah, and I, I think Plant was was dumping uh, the imaginary dirt on him. That's right. That's as, right. As he was knocked out. Whatever whatever chance he had to win knockout of the year, yeah, he lost it when he did that for me. Yeah. <laughs> Once he did that, he was out. Just so you know, Rick. Yeah. No, no, I get it. Um, also, you had the Wilder, uh, Deontay Wilder, Hellenius, Hellenius yeah. knockout. Yeah, yeah. In the first round. And but the thing about some of those, well, that one at least, uh-huh. predictable, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that that was probably part of the issue. Is is yeah. On those two, we we kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And um, you know, and the, and it happened. Yeah. Along with this one, the Terrence Crawford. 
of a Saiyan. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That that one doesn't even count. Yeah. He's fighting a nobody, and he's hitting them basically with bare knuckles. Yeah. You know, with the Everlast gloves. I'll give you some, Rick. Gervonta Davis against Roland Romero. That was a good one as well. I'm going to tell you something, Rick. That was my close to runner-up. Yeah. If not, that is the knockout of the year. Uh-huh. But couldn't do it. Yeah. No, couldn't no, do it, Rick, I, but it was close. Yeah. What about Inoue and Nonito Donaire? Yeah, another good knockout. Yeah. We had several, Rick. We had several, but one stood above all of them Uh simply because what was on the line, there was a championship on the line, Mm -hmm. the dramatic fashion in which it happened. The gentleman that knocked them out was actually behind on the scorecards, Uh did it in round 12, and then a la Dempsey and I forget who the – it was the the George's Carpentier, Rick. Uh Lee Wood knocks Michael Conlon out of the ring in round 12 – March 12, 2022, easy the knockout of the year, Rick. Yeah, no, they definitely um, great fight back and forth. Um, you know, Lee Wood was down in, in, in the fight. Round er, 11. Yeah, and um, just it, an impressive knockout. Needed to go for it to, to, to win it. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully Conlon's corner was telling them just stick and move a la, you know, uh, Don't even Creed. say it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought Gil Clancy. No, 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 no. <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya. <laughs> yeah, Rocky, uh, you know, yeah. and Creed fight yeah. in, in part two. Yeah. Just stick and move, and then he just kept going for the knockout. The thing is, that's yeah. right. Ill-advised. Yeah. It was dr- the dramatic fashion of the knockout is uh-huh. the thing, right? Yeah. You're down on all scorecards, right? Mm-hmm. This is as bottom of the ninth, right? Down by a run. Two outs, the count is one and two. You're one strike away from moving on to the next level, uh-huh. and the guy jacks a home run, Rick. Yeah. That's how dramatic this was. And you don't see that in boxing. You just don't, mm-hmm. right? You'll see knockouts, but again, you'll see some of the knockouts we just talked about, right? Why I didn't go with Davis over Romero is that Davis was heavily favored. Romero yeah. just talks a lot. Yeah. So it became a bigger fight. But was it a surprise knockout? Yes, I don't think anybody thought that Davis was going to flatten him, mm-hmm. but... This one, again, championship on the line, Rick. Yeah. Easy KO of the year. Yeah, definitely. All right. So you got this one right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got this one right yeah. if that's what's your fight. All right, Rick. Fighter of the year. All right. Uh-huh. We're going to go male and female. Let's go female first, Rick. Okay, La- female. Ladies first. Okay. A lot of candidates here. Uh-huh. You got Amanda Serrano. Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor. Yep. Um, you know, Natasha Jones. Yep. Um. But there can only be one, Rick. There can only be one. There can only be one, Rick. I think we're in alignment here. We yeah. got Clarissa Shields, Rick. Yeah, definitely. You know, she's uh, probably the top, you know, female fighter. Yeah. Out there right now. Yep. And 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 she had a good year. You know, this this year. You know, not only did she have a good year, Rick, but women's boxing mm-hmm. had a good year, right? Yeah. So she had her, she had her big. Uh, I mean, this is again, and I I was fortunate to see you know Cecilia Brock is here, the first lady of boxing. Yeah. They sold out the O2 Arena, Rick. Okay, mm-hmm. the Amanda uh, Serrano and Katie Taylor sold out um, Madison Square Garden in New York. Yeah. You talk about the year for women's boxing. This was it. This yeah. was the big year for women's boxing. The best fought the best. Not to mention, um, uh, you know, obviously Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall in England. But on the undercard, the um, Michaela Mayer and Alyssa Baumgartner. Yeah. That was a heck of a fight. Yeah. So, yeah, at the end of the day, um, Clarissa Shields redeems herself, right? Savannah Marshall was the only one that had beaten her. Mm-hmm. She comes back. 
easily female fighter of the year, Rick. Yeah, I won't say easily. Yeah, but f- female fighter of the year. And yet, you know, she won. You know, two fights. You know, she she actually fought. You know, the, the, a lot That's of fighters aren't fighting. Yeah. That's the other thing. So she yeah. she did fight twice this this past year. Yeah. And um, you know, impressive in in both uh, in both fights. That's right, Rick. All right, so now we have the male fighter of the year, Rick. Uh-huh. Okay, a lot of candidates for male fighter of the year. Yeah, it, um, you know, our criteria is you know you have to at least fight a couple times, you know, to get yeah, fighter for of the starters. Year. Yeah, for starters, <laughs> you have to fight. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, wow. You don't get to move up our list, right? Yeah. Unless you actually step in the squared circle and try to administer the sweet science, Rick. And, and Go we, figure. we would like at least two fights, you know. If, yeah, two if would be can, nice, yeah. If they can do it. Imagine that. Uh, so, Imagine that. So, you know, some of the candidates that, that, that we considered, you know, the Monster Inouye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, impressive in knocking out Donaire. And, Absolutely. And then just um, unified with the Paul Butler fight. That's right. A week or two ago. That's right. Um, also uh, on our list, we had um, Devin Haney. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know. He 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 won uh, his both fights against Cambosis. That's right. Against pretty much all odds, you know, he had to go right. to Australia for both fights, right. and, and beat the same guy. Yep. Um, I think we have different guys for Shakur this. Shakur Stevenson. Shakur, Shakur Stevenson, Stevenson had a good year. Beats Valdez. Yeah. You know. So yeah, we do. We, we do, do have different yeah. guys. Yeah. You didn't get this one right. No. <laughs> but but go ahead, Rick. Who do you have? Uh, I've got Demetri Bivol. Yeah. I was I was impressed with the, uh, you know, he beat the top pound for pound guy. And then, and then who else did he beat? Rick? And then he beat your guy, Gilberto <laughs> Zurdo Ramirez, a guy that was you know forty five and zero at the time. See that's <laughs> that's the problem, right? Okay, I may have Bivol for another award, but yep. not this one, not Fighter of the Year, uh-huh. and it's simply because okay, number one, he beats Canelo. Yes, uh-huh. okay, so that that's a great performance. Okay. Um, a lot of people didn't think so, right? In fact, he, yeah. he was not favored to beat Canelo. A lot of people thought Canelo was going to actually go up and, and beat him. But this guy was proved to be a legitimate light heavyweight. And that's the key, Rick, is he's sitting there at light heavyweight. He didn't move. And so the classic, you know, who wins? The better big man, the better little man, the better big man wins, yeah. right? And then the only other win is against the padded record of Gilberto Ramirez. Mm-hmm. So that's my only issue. I understand that, right? I understand why people like yourself are choosing him. Yeah. But and he fought twice. And maybe it's because he outclassed the pound for pound fighter mm-hmm. in the world at the time, Canelo, as bad as he did. Yeah. So I, I I'm good if you just leave it there. Yeah. But once somebody says and he beat Gilberto Ramirez, <laughs> you lost me there. Because Gilberto <laughs> Ramirez has beat no one but Jesse Hard and a yeah. and a, you know, eighty year old Arthur Abraham. Okay. <laughs> so not for me, Rick. Yeah. Okay. My fighter of the year, and it's an easy one, by yeah. the way, is Jesse Bam Rodriguez, Rick. That's a that's a good pick. You know, um, my my only um, soaring visa was, uh, you know, yeah, aging. He's at thirty seven, and thirty seven in these younger divisions. Yeah. It's a it's a little tough, but uh, you know, it's a good choice. But he still wasn't even favored, Rick. So yeah. he comes up, right? So he takes the Carlos Quadras fight. Remember, they got like their little mini version of the Four Kings, mm-hmm. right? You got Carlos Quadras, Sorgran Vise, um, Chocolatito, mm-hmm. and Estrada, right? Yeah. Jesse Rodriguez beat two of them, Rick. Yeah. And he beat uh, uh, Carlos Quadras on like, what, three days notice, okay? And he moved up in weight. Don't forget that. Yeah. Okay, this guy's fought like at 109 pounds before he moves up to fight um 
what you might call us, uh, oh gosh, Carlos Quadras. Mm-hmm. Okay, he fought at 109 pounds, Rick, uh, on 2021. Yeah. Four months later, moves up to fight Carlos Quadras at 115. Okay, unanimous decision. And then after that, okay, TKOs Sogren Vise at 114 pounds. Yeah. And then of course he ends ends the year off by um, dominating Israel Gonzalez. I think yeah. just the fact that Bivol stayed at a, at light. At, at, heavy, at light heavyweight, right? Mm-hmm. And Jesse Ban Rodriguez moved up, Rick, which is a big deal, mm-hmm. and beat two greats, two of the four mini kings, right? So to me, you know, that that stapled him as the male fighter of the year, Rick. Okay. You know, I just got I, I got to stick with, you know, beating Canelo, being, being, beating, uh, you know, the top, uh, Pound for pound guy. Yeah, no, and that's and that's point. fair. Like yeah. I said, I, I do I understand that because it's not only that he beat him, he's he dominated yeah. him, right? It wasn't even a fight. Yeah. I think it would have I don't I think if he struggles with Canelo, um, I don't think he's getting that many votes, mm-hmm. right? But if you look everywhere, everybody's got B Vol. And again, yeah. I just think that you've got to take a look at these young at the light guys and you gotta look at what Jess Bam Rodriguez did. Yeah. All right, Rick, let's do one more before we take a break okay. because we got a lot to go. Um number four is the promoter. Yeah. Okay. Now this one's a tough one, right? Because the promoter doesn't always have control, right? Mm-hmm. Of who their fighters fight. In other words, you know, they got to have a willing dance partner, and it's as much about who's in their stable. Yeah. Right. A. Who's in your stable? Mm-hmm. B. Who do you have a working relationship with? Yeah. Right. That you can make some of the best fights happen. All right. Yeah. I know you did a lot of research on this, Rick. Yeah. Who do we have? So we have, um, I believe it's. Eddie Hearn with Matchroom Boxing. That's exactly right, right? You know, I think he was able to get us the the fights that uh, we wanted to see. Yeah. Um, the fights that, uh, you know, he brought us, Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano. Yep. And he seems like he's the most willing to fight, you know, with um, or to co-promote with yeah. other, the other promotions where yeah. the other ones, they kind of like to keep everything in-house, keep all the money in-house. Yeah. Um, he also, you know, brought us Lee Wood. That's right. You know, Lee Wood. Um, you know, Ebony Bridges. Yeah, that's as right. Well. That's um, right. <laughs> Dimit- Dimitri Bivol. You yeah, know, he yeah. he has he has Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. You know, it. Uh, he continues to 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 put these fighters out there, and yeah. unfortunately, I think he also has um, who's the guy that uh, uh, the English heavyweight we keep selling, Dillian White. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he has Dillian White, and we've yeah. had to see him like two or three times this year. Yeah. But other than that, you know, he also uh, he just gave us Josh Warrington, the Warrington, yeah, Alberto uh, yeah. Lopez fight, yeah. Um, so you know, he does have he puts out good fights. I agree, Rick. It's as much about with the promoters. It's it's really it's a matter of what the other promoters just couldn't do. Yeah, what they couldn't put together. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously, Crawford and you know Spans, PBC, forget it. Right. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever mention PBC when we're talking about best promoters, no. right? Because they only they're you're only gonna see fights within the umbrella of PBC, yeah. unfortunately. I think for Golden Boy, right? I mean that him in top rank probably would have been close to second and third. Uh-huh. Right. But um, you know, Golden Boy got uh, I didn't see a big fight with Mungia. No. Right? We didn't get that big Charlo fight. You didn't get the good, the the big Ryan Garcia fight. Didn't get the Ryan Garcia fight against Gervonta Davis. Yeah, no. couldn't couldn't make that happen. No, we didn't get Virgil Ortiz in a big fight at all. I know no. Virgil Ortiz got injured, right? Yeah. Very very you know odd uh, health issue. Hope he's okay. But regardless, yeah, we didn't get those. Yeah, didn't get that big signature fight. The biggest one we got for Golden Boy was probably Gilberto Ramirez. Yeah, against Bivol. Yeah, 
Right. And, you know, that goes back to, you know, Matchroom has to be willing to, to do that fight as well. That's exactly right. That yeah. was the dance partner. So there you go. Congratu- so congratulations, Rick. Yeah. The KO of the year. Uh, we have uh, Wood and Conlon. Uh, fighter of the year, we have, uh, you have Bivol. I have Jesse Rodriguez. Female fighter of the year, Clarissa Shields. And then promoter of the year, Eddie Hearn, Matchroom Boxing. Yeah. Excellent. All right, Rick, let's take a quick break. We've still got seven more awards to go, Rick. We're going to kick it off with Trainer of the Year, Prospect of the Year. Pacific Goes Boxing, we'll be right back. Pacific Goes Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado are back. Woo! Four awards down, Rick. Yeah. You know, excited to get yeah get into the uh, the other ones. That's right, that's right. We'll break this up into maybe two more segments. So let's get right back into it, Rick. Trainer of the year, trainer of the year again. This is, I mean, I could say all of them are tough, but Mm -hmm. this one's always tough because, you know, is it always is it the trainer's fault if the fighter doesn't execute the game plan? Yeah, you know, you probably get too much blame and and probably you know, never get enough credit. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. They're not in the ring, right? They're not in a ring mm-hmm. with them, so they can't, you know, execute on the on the game plan, etc. And then you got to have the right stable of fighters. Yeah. But right, how do you get the right stable of fighters? Um, you attract them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you know, you you got to have some kind of a name. You got to have some kind of a re- not only a reputation, but you have to have some credibility yeah. to draw the good fighters in. That being said, Rick, who do we have as trainer of the year? So for this year, we've got uh, Derek James. Yeah, you know, in a stable, he's got Earl Spence and the uh, Charlo brothers. Yeah, I mean he's got you know two fighters that defended fights you know for championships, mm-hmm. right? He also has the uh, the Martin kid, right? The fight yeah. over the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, this was almost a year that you know what Reynoso didn't do, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, it seemed to be the Reynoso award where he had Valdez, Canelo, right? Uh-huh. This and year they, they both go down. Yeah, they both lost. So um, you know, it was the last two years. You know, I think yeah. it was the Reynoso award, and then. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, he doesn't get it this year. Nope. No, that's right, Rick. So, yeah, I think it's very deserving. I think Darren mm-hmm. James, you know, and again, he's one of this. I wanted to throw in Henry Ramirez from Herbicide, by the way. Uh-huh. He's got a lot of good fighters yeah. and a lot of stable because that's the thing, right? We like to look at only the high-profile guys, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm glad that it, that a Derek, we're giving it to Derek James. And so are a lot of other, uh, you know, boxing outlets is that there's a lot of other trainers out there besides the Robert Garcias, the Reynoso brothers, right? Yeah. The, the Freddie Roaches. The Freddie Roaches, right. There's all these other guys yeah. um, that are doing a great job. So, all right, that was the trainer of the year, prospect of the year, Rick. Yeah, so the prospect of the year, and I think other um, other boxing shows have it, you know, where it's less than 20 fights yeah. and no 12-rounders. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, a couple guys that uh, one who got our honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, Keyshawn Davis, yeah, you know, looked look, look, has been looking impressive. Yep, um, but I think we're going to go with uh, Diego Pacheco. Yeah, my other guy was um, Jared Anderson, right? Uh-huh. The kid that just the heavyweight that mm-hmm. just fought on ESPN. I think he's right there too, by the way. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like I, I could give it to either one of these guys, mm-hmm. but we're going to go with De- Diego Pacheco. Yeah, trainer, of course, Jose. Benavides Sr., okay? So um, what's not to like about this kid, yeah, Rick? No. Okay. Um, you know, 21 years old, 6'4", okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can bang, can box, right? They're bringing him along just right. 17-0, 14 knockouts. 
you know, here's the problem, though, right, is when you get tagged as a prospect in boxing, right, mm-hmm. it means that really soon you've got, you've got to go from prospect to contender, which means you've got to start, start stepping up the competition. Yeah, and, um, you know, he's he's been staying active. You know, yeah. he, for, he had four fights this year. Yeah, you know, very, that, that's what we love to see. You know, very impressive. That's what we love you know, to see. And, um, you know, got knockouts in all, in all four. Looked very impressive. Yeah, I mean, the other kid I told you that I really like, and he may have been prospect for, was Xander Zayas, but he's yeah. just struggled the last couple fights. And, and, and I feel like we gave it to him last year. Yeah. You know, I, we'd have yeah. to go back, but, um, yeah. you know, the last couple fights, you know, I think they've upped the competition, and, yeah. and he struggled a little bit. But, yeah. uh, you know, still still he's, he's, he's right there. Yep. And, and he's, he's, he's getting close. And I'm just going to say, Rick, honorable mention to our guy, Louis Lopez, Rick, <laughs> the fighting pride of Corona, yeah. who had some some good fights this year as well, mm-hmm. right? Ends it on a high note, beating an undefeated fighter. Yeah. So um, I've, I've got him as honorable mention for uh, prospect of the yeah. year as well, Rick. It's a matter of time before they step him up at Thompson mm-hmm. and put him up. You know, and you're talking about, you know, Curiel and some of these fighters at Golden Boy. I'd be really interested to see how Louis Lopez stacks up against these guys. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think he, he definitely was impressive this year. Okay, Rick. Next one we've got. Okay. I don't know if we did this one last year, mm-hmm. but I think it's a good one to do because there's there's always some you know controversy about it. Upset of the year. Okay. Okay. And, and you know, again, upset has to be, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Fighter, uh, you know, came out with the victory that wasn't expected to win. Yeah, and pulled it off. So what do we got here, Rick? So for this one, uh, you know, we kind of threw around, uh, you know, Bivol and Canelo, and we talked yeah. about why, you know, it wouldn't be because it yeah. was, you know, I think you said the the odds were about a minus five hundred. That's right. So it wasn't that big of an upset, and yep. you know, Canelo was going up in weight. Yep. Um, but the one we agreed on was Hector Luis um, Garcia yep. and Chris Colbert. That's exactly right, Rick. Yeah, because you know. Um, Hector Luis Garcia, Rick, was a minus fourteen hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fourteen hundred dollars to win a hundred dollars. Uh an amazing performance. Now, whether you say, hey, you know what, was it what Hector Luis Garcia did and what Chris Colbert didn't do, mm-hmm. didn't matter. I mean, he completely outboxed them, Rick. Yeah. Okay, completely outboxed them. I mean, the scorecards, 119, 108, 118, 109, 102. That's only two rounds that basically mm-hmm. they didn't win. Colbert was down in round seven. He wins the Super uh, WBA uh, Super Featherweight Championship after that by beating Roger Gutierrez, and he's going to be fighting Gervonta Davis, man. Yeah. That's why that fight, you know, a lot of people are like, geez, like, is that really a tune-up fight for Gervonta Davis? A lot of respect for Gervonta Davis and taking that fight and Hector Luis Garcia. That was the upset of the year, Rick. Nobody expected yeah. Garcia. They didn't even expect Rick at minus 1,400, right? That's like 89. That's 90%. Nobody expected it to even be close. No, and um, you know, a lot, lot of respect for uh, Garcia. Chris Hol- Chris Colbert hasn't fought since. Yeah, and, and that fight was back in uh, February. Yeah, uh, earlier this year. That's exactly right. Good kid too. You know, he's the one. Chris Colbert's the one that they had the uh, the documentary on Netflix on, and mm-hmm. I hope he's doing okay. After the fight, he took it okay. Yeah, you know, complete sportsmanship, talking about hey, you know, giving him his due and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, that that has to be the upset of the year, without a doubt. And you know, because the thing is, once again, 
Forget about what the Vegas and the house said that, you know, Bivol was only, a, or Canelo was only, what, a minus 500? Uh-huh. It wasn't that. It's, you got an undefeated light heavyweight fighter, Rick, who's sitting there, and you got essentially a middleweight coming up to fight him. That's not an upset. Yeah, no. All right, man. Next one, Rick. Uh, and then we'll take a break after this one, because okay. after this one, we've got the per- the the fighters of the year, Rick. The fighters of the year and the performance of the year, okay? So here we go, Rick. The worst performance of yeah. the year. We have any other candidates, Rick? We have no other candidates. So, you know, I, this is your guy. So I'm, I'm going to let you announce th- this one. Yeah, Rick. So the worst performance. Now, last year it was Teofimo uh, uh, Lopes Sr., right? Because of his performance um, uh-huh. coaching his, his son with F him up. F him up. Right, which like you said, right, that's the advice we hear from the guy sitting back there, you know, drinking his Modelo, or us, when we're in the audience, <laughs> yeah. right? That's and, our... and after after about 20. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. That's our salient advice, yeah. right? So you shouldn't be telling your fighter, F him up if you're in the corner. Okay, Rick, worst performance, okay? And only because his padded record of 44-0, Rick, Gilberto Ramirez, Rick, okay, mm-hmm. didn't show up to fight Bivol, no. okay? Again, I get it. Okay, you know, you you have you don't have a lot of uh, you know quality fighters on your resume. It was just a horrible performance, yeah. Rick. Okay, didn't change his style, didn't turn it into a fight. Right, it was the most ho hum fight ever. Didn't take a risk. Disappointing. Maybe it was just as much about how disappointing it was, Rick. Yeah, I, I think that was basically what it was. Is you know you've got a guy you know forty four and zero at the time. Yeah. You know, um, a guy that's, you know, probably taller than Demetri Bivol. Yeah. Like, you know, everything that uh, Canelo didn't have going into the fight. Yeah. You know, Gilberto Ramirez had, you know, yeah. a big, tall, lefty. Yeah. And, you know, just didn't use any of his advantages. That You know, did, has he thrown a jab yet? Yeah, no, no, yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. Has he has he taken a chance and mixed it up yeah. or just nothing? No. I don't know, man. You know, and again, he's a very likable kid. You yeah. know, I follow him on Instagram. I, you know, but yeah, there's just we got nothing. Yeah, no, we got no, nothing out of him. No plan B. You know, as much as you know, we want to blame him. You know, but it, it's hard to tell nowadays. Was the corner telling him to do something different? Yeah. He just wasn't listening. Well, you can't tell because can't you're tell. watching the Burger King commercials. <laughs> the Burger King commercials. Instead of listening yeah. to the trainer, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, man, it's just it's as much about what he didn't do and how, you know, just didn't show up. So there yeah. you go. Not the award you want to win from no. Pacific Coast Boxing. But here's the thing. He's got a whole 2023. Maybe 2023 will do the comeback of the year. Yeah. You know, we'll and, see. And maybe it'll be here, Brother Ramirez. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. hope it is. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm in his camp for that. All right, Rick, last break, and then we're going to get to the last three awards. Female Fighter of the Year, Male Fighter of the Year, and the Performance of the Year. Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz. Okay, man, we're back. With the last three awards, mm-hmm. the fight of the year. Sorry if I said fighter. Yeah. We already announced those. The female fight of the year, the male fight of the year, and then the performance of the year. Okay. So, yeah, we're starting with the uh, female fight of the year. Yeah. yeah a couple of, of the good ones. We had uh, Clarissa Shields, yeah. Savannah Marshall, yeah. um, Baumgartner Mayer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we had Cameron uh, McCaskill was a good one. Yeah. And um, Rick, but, let's be honest. The females outshone the men this year yeah. in boxing. We got all of the, like, I mean, seriously, we got all the fights we wanted to see from the females. Save one, okay? I could say, well, I didn't get, but now I'm getting greedy. I didn't get Sinisa Stroud and Marlon Esparza. Yeah. Okay, that's getting greedy. Yeah, um, but yeah, th- these ones were all unification fights. Yeah. Most of these these fighters were undefeated at the time, so yeah. you know the fights that we wanted to see, you know, we got to see them. Yep. Um, you know, maybe our only disappointment was, and we'll announce the the fight of the year. But maybe our only disappointment is that we didn't get Katie Taylor Serrano too. That's right. That's exactly that, that's right. That's probably right. the only thing to be disappointed on, and, yep. and that was the female fight of the year. Yeah, there's no—you could even say, Rick, now I know we're going to do a male fight of the year, mm-hmm. but if we had to do one fight one. of the year in boxing, I would say that was it. Yeah. Okay, we don't have the award for, like, event of the year, mm-hmm. but that was the event of the year. Selling yeah. out Madison Square Garden, Rick, the fight delivered. Yeah. Okay, I still think that it should have either been a draw or maybe Serrano wins. Yeah. Serrano moving up in weight. You know, that's exactly what, you know, what great fights are supposed to look like, Rick. Yeah. you know, Mega I, fights. I, and I feel like the whole beginning part of the fight was Serrano. Yeah. Towards the end, it was Katie Taylor. Yep. And probably going into it, I thought it'd be the opposite. I that's thought right. Taylor would start off hot, and then Serrano would come on late. But, yeah, it— uh, Rick, she almost had her out. Serrano yeah. almost had Katie Taylor out yeah. early in the fight. Yeah. I think it was the third or the fourth. Yeah. Somewhere in there, caught her with, the, with a pretty good shot. Yeah. Um. Easily the female yeah. fight of the year. Like I said, for me, fight of the year, period, mm-hmm. male or female. And I an event of the year, without a doubt. Yeah. Selling out, right? MSG, amazing performance. Like you said, hopefully we get to see the rematch, right? Yeah. And in 2023, it has to happen. Yeah. There's, there's no other, you know, female fight that we need yeah. to see more than that one. No, without a doubt. And yeah. I think they're going to do it in Katie Taylor's backyard yeah. is what it sounds like, which is unfortunate because yeah. I'd rather see it back in New York. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. Yeah. Okay, Rick. So that takes us to the male fight of uh-huh. the year. And really for me, like I said, this is like 1B. Yeah. Because that fight was it. Okay. Yeah. But fight of the year, Rick, what were some what were some candidates before so, we get to our fight of the year? So we had uh, I, Jermel Charlo Castano. Yeah. was one of the ones I was able to come up with. Yeah. You know, there were some other ones that, you know, we really couldn't think of i think it was mainly because one fight stood out well we had you know i mean we had the chart i mean we had um we had uh mungia right was a good fight we had sebastian Ferdura and erickson uh, lubin uh-huh. that was a good fight yeah right lee uh we had a lee wood michael conlin of course joe joyce and joe parker you could say that was a hell of a mm-hmm. fight you had bivol and and uh and uh canelo even yeah. though you know one one so there was the the male okay fight of the year is as much about the fights that didn't take place. Yeah. You coined that Rick about three or four episodes ago, and you're right. We didn't get Crawford and Spence. Mm-hmm. We didn't get Usyk and Fury. We didn't get Ryan Garcia and Gervonta Davis. Davis. Right, right. We talked about you know the 135 to whatever 140 pound uh, version of the Four Kings. Yeah, didn't get it. We didn't get who was it? Teofimo. Um, Ryan Garcia, Lomachenko, Javante Davis, Uh all those guys. Devin Haney. Devin Haney, right. Now Shakur Stevenson. We got none of them. Yeah. Okay, Cambosas is not one of them. No. Okay. Yeah, so so we didn't get that. So it was as much about the three or four male fights that we didn't get. Mm -hmm. 
later in the year, we were talking about, oh, what about Benavides and, and uh, Canelo? And we forgot about, you know, Chocolatito and uh, Quadras. We got, yeah. You know. Well, we got Chocolatito and Estrada. Estrada, I mean, yeah. Right. So we did get that, right? Yeah. That, so we did got that. But again, but it was the others, Rick. Mm-hmm. It was the year of what could have been. And yeah. we didn't get any of them. No. So, okay, so what does all that mean? So, yeah, so fight of the year was yeah. uh, Lee Wood, Michael Collins. Yeah, that one has to come back because, again, like, the ended in dramatic fashion, mm-hmm. championship on the line. Michael Conlon has a name. They're still trying to bring him up. But right? both of them have went down in this fight. So, yes, you know, it, yes. It, uh, the That's right. The excitement factor was there. That's it. The excitement factor was there. Yeah. Championship on the line. The atmosphere over there, Rick. Mm-hmm. The Oh, my gosh. Electric. I tell you, Rick, bucket list for 2023, maybe. It, we have to see a fight overseas, yeah. Rick. I'm telling you, man. So, yeah, that fight, again, it was the knockout of the year, but also the fight in the year. How it ended, you couldn't have scripted it any better than yeah. that, man. Knocking him out at the end of, you know, 12th round, yeah. down on every judge's scorecard. Wow. And you come up. That yeah. is the ninth inning, Rick, grand slam, down by three, 3-2 three, count, and you knock it out of the park. You just don't see that in boxing. No, no, you don't. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was a great, amazing fight to see. And, yeah. you know, another good uh, fight that uh, – Eddie Hearn. Put yeah. There. And see, we, you know, what was the fight, right? Was it last year? Was it uh, Ivan Branchik? Or what was the fight? Uh, and actually, that was that was two years ago. It was yeah. uh, Zapata Branchik yeah. right. in, in 2020. The one where they each went down yeah. four or five times or whatever. Again, is that an entertaining fight? Ha- have we, like, have either one of them been in a, in a big fight since? No. Yeah. No. Negative. And that's the thing, right? But was it entertaining? Yeah. You know, so maybe that's what we'll do next year, Rick. Maybe we'll even do it in January for the first. What was the most entertaining fight? Yeah. Right. And that's different. Right. Mm-hmm. Entertaining fight. Now you can talk to me about Lubin and Fundura and mm-hmm. say, man, that was entertaining. Those guys were just slugging it back and forth. Right. But yeah, from a pure fight fans perspective, which is what we are going to go with Lubin uh, with Conlon. Sorry. And, and Lee Wood. OK, Rick. Last one. Performance of the year. Yeah. Okay. Performance of the year. Yeah. And I don't think we had any other one, but um, performance of the year, Dimitri Bivol over, yeah. over Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. And see, this is where I'll agree with you, right? Because his performance in that one fight, okay, was, again, Ben Hogan in the Masters, Rick, yeah. is the only virtuoso performance I can think of. We gave this, by the way, to Tifimo Lopez when he beat Lomachenko. And I felt like, that fight was closer than this B. Volcanello fight. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, it, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, it was a master class. Yeah. That's the only time you can use that yeah. word, Rick. Wait, throw it out there. Yeah, if you're going to give somebody performance of the year, yeah. you, you better use the word master class. It was a master class performance. Mm-hmm. He completely outboxed them, right? How people thought, why we didn't put any money on the fight, right, is beyond me. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he outboxed them. It was not even close, right? Mm-hmm. He outboxed and outfought who everybody at the time considered to be the pound for pound number one. So that's an easy performance yeah. of the year, Rick. No, yeah, definitely. And it, you know, now Dimitri Bivol, you know, it's a household name. You know, people know who he is. Yeah. Um, you know, he he's the guy that beat Canelo Alvarez after you know Floyd Mayweather did. And there's only really one fight that yeah. we need to see, and that's with Beaterbiev. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that, uh, 
you know, we may not even have, need to see the B Volcanello fight again. I think I no, think we know no, how that's we don't. Gonna go. We don't, Rick. We yeah. don't. That 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 I don't need to see that fight. It's the Beetle BF Bivol. You know, we'll mm-hmm. talk about right a little teaser in next year. That's one of the fights we need to see. Yeah. Garcia Davis, only because of the name, right? Mm-hmm. Crawford Spence, I guess, right? Yeah. Fury uh, Usek, right? Mm-hmm. And then I mean, and really the other fight at the you know super middleweight would be Canelo and uh, and Benavides. Yeah. All right, Rick. There you go. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves though. Yeah. That's for 2023. Let's take a quick break. I know we're still going to have a stat of the week, right? Stat of the week. Yeah, I can't end off the last episode without the stat of the week. Hey, thanks for hanging in. I know we're going a little overtime here, but we'll be right back because it goes boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, as we end 2022 with our last podcast, we'll be back. We'll have to look at the calendar, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're not going to podcast next week, right? Um, And then more than likely the week after that. In fact, we're planning on going trout fishing. Yeah. Rick and I are major trout fishermen. Yeah, we'll we'll have to post, you know, our our catch. That's exactly right. Exactly Uh, right. But we're going to end the year off with, um, again, with the last stat of the week. Let's have it, Rick. Okay, so since 2010, and this is Ring Magazine, um, fight of the year. Yeah. There's been one guy that um, has been in two fights of the year. Yeah. So basically the last 12 years. In the last 12 years, so there's only been one guy that's been involved in two fights of the year. All right, Rick, give it to us. Who we got? Okay, so we have our guy. Yeah. Francisco El Bandido Vargas. Yeah. In 2015, yeah. knocked out Takesha, uh, Takashi Mira yeah. in the ninth round and then fought to a draw in 2016 against Orlando Salida. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, right? One of our favorite fighters, you're right. Uh-huh. I have his glove right here, mm-hmm. right above me, Rick. The only guy, by the way, who actually draws his nickname on your glove. Yeah. If you're privileged enough for him to sign your glove, Francisco, and then he draws a little Bandido. We were there at the Mira site f- uh, fight, mm-hmm. right? Was that yeah. a Fantasy Springs? This is a Fantasy Springs. Yeah, we were there. Yeah. What a fight! Yeah, right. I mean, and by the way, you talk about a gift for us, right? Being there in attendance, you know, ten feet, twenty feet, whatever, from the ring to see the fight of the year. Yeah, man. And here's the thing, right? Just kind of interesting, Rick. Let me ask you something: um, Is he a candidate for the Hall of Fame? Would you put uh, Vargas in? Man. He was super featherweight champion. Yeah, a um, couple times. A couple times, and then um, gave us two fights of the year. You know, it, 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 it's funny how things you know go badly for people because yeah. the guy that kind of ended, you know, yeah. Francisco Vargas Burchell? was Miguel Burchell. Miguel Burchell, yeah. And now Miguel Burchell's in that spot where yeah. you know, yeah, yeah he got he got guy. completely blasted by yeah. uh, by Oscar Valdez, of course, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, but yeah, back to Francisco Vargas. Um, and the last we saw Francisco Vargas was getting knocked out by Jose Valenzuela. Yeah. Right? Valenzuela, of course, lost after that, mm-hmm. his next fight. But yeah, those were, I, I remember those two fights, Rick. Those were amazing fights. That guy gave us some money. See, to me, by the way, guys like him can make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right? Simply because of how he fought and what he did. But it may be a while. Anyways, Rick, great pull. Good way to end 2022. To everybody out there, have a very Merry Christmas. Have a happy and safe New Year's. Punches and bunches. Stay safe. 
And I will see you next year, Rick. See you next year.